This is Art Attaway joining Carl Munger. Hey, Carl. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Dude, you know I'm not all teched out. I'm no well, we are we are live and recording right now, just so you know. So don't like uh, yeah. to talk about I'll be careful. Here. I'll be careful, but you know, I'm I'm technology challenged and you're making me do this. Uh just think about how much younger you'll feel by the time you're done with this. <laughs> okay. I'll try and think that way. Uh, well, awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this is, I guess, by way of introduction, this is the Allen Fuse podcast on Anchor. It's going to go out on about a dozen different uh, little from from uh, Google Podcasts to iTunes to you name it. So we want to get the word out about what Art Attaway and the U.S. Army Ranger Association is doing this Veterans Day. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah, so so Art, tell me, before we go to your event, give me your quick background. Who are you? What do you do? Well, right now I'm the vice president of the U.S. Army Ranger Association. And? Yeah, and? Uh, sorry, sorry <laughs> I, had a, I had a call coming in. Uh, I apologize for the interruption. The vice president no of the U.S. Army Ranger Association and um, – I'm also actively involved in the U.S. Mountain Rangers and the uh, 75th Ranger Regiment and uh, the National Ranger Memorial Foundation and so on and so forth. So let me guess, you must be a Ranger veteran. I am a Ranger veteran from the (laughs) 75th, from back in uh, the earliest days of the 1st Battalion. You are what they call plank holder. I didn't jump in, but I walked in shortly after. So I'm definitely one of the first 500, and I think they do consider that a point holder. Yeah. Back in the days of the Black Beret, before even there was a second battalion. <laughs> before, yes, sir. Yeah, the second came on pretty quick. I mean, it was just months behind, but uh, yep, that's. We were at lovely, beautiful Fort Stewart, Georgia, in Hinesville, Georgia. <laughs> Okay, so now going on to your event. What are you doing uh, Veterans Day this year? This year on Veterans Day weekend in Dahlonega, Georgia, we have put together a Veterans Appreciation Festival, for lack of a better word. We're running a three-day event. It is a fundraising program for U.S. Army Ranger programs, which include the stuff that you guys are doing at Darby and uh, it includes our Ranger assistance fund, our scholarship funds, uh, some other, some other associations and foundation scholarship funds and uh, the mountain Rangers uh, are contributing to the effort and uh, army Ranger association have, has teamed up with the mountain Rangers and we are out putting on a three day event starts with a five and 10 K run on Saturday morning followed by the annual Downtown Veterans Day Parade, which is run by the Veterans Association. And then we have a seven-hour music festival in the park. And uh, we have food tents and kids' play areas and beer and wine. And it's going to be, a God, God willing, with the weather, it's going to be just a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, all veterans are free, and we're asking for donations from all the local community and uh, 
other attendees that are coming up. And so then, what the heck made you decide to do this? Well, we, we sat back and looked at our scholarship fund, which has been dwindling a little bit. And I was sitting in a meeting with the National Rangers Memorial Foundation and they were talking about how they used to be able to give out 70 grand a year and now it's dwindled to this past year, 18,000. And then they start talking to the mountain rangers and the, the ranger regiment. Nobody, nobody is uh, uh, savvy in fundraising and no one has been organized and gone out and made a legitimate effort to raise funds for our programs. So we've sort of counted on member donations and just the, the charitable uh, errant uh, contribution of significant funds, but we decided we're going to form a coalition between the associations and foundations, and we are going to go out and have an organized fundraising uh, division, for lack of a better word, and uh, we're going to run at least four events a year. This one's the first one. Uh, it also, on, on Sunday, it has a 64-mile metric cycling race, and on Monday, we have a golf tournament uh, at the Achesta Golf Club in Dahlonega. So everything's in Dahlonega. We have uh, support of the 5th RTB for Color Guard and the opening ceremonies, and uh, guest speaker is Colonel Ambergy, Lieutenant Colonel Ambergy, who's the VCO of the 5th. We got 20 rangers coming to play golf with us, active duty rangers, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Then we're going to have a uh, high-powered guest speaker event over the winter, and then in the spring we're going to do a sporting-type event, which we're trying to get organized right now. So, Art, man, that, that's outstanding. <clears throat> you know, one of the things I know from the NRMF, because I, I help them out with social media, so I get to go to some of the board meetings and a, a huge part of their income in the past has been the uh, combined federal campaign and, and CFC donations have flat dried up. They are, yep. they are not getting the kind of donations they used to get. So, so that created them a pinch. So, so, I mean, that's good. And what the NRMF does, the, the Ranger Memorial is the, their scholarship fund is amazing for both Rangers and, uh, and, and for like families of Rangers. So, what you're planning on doing here for the folks that are listening to this, there may be some non-rangers that are out there, even some rangers that are listening. Um, what, why do you need to raise the money? What, what is the, what, why does the problem exist and, and what are you hoping to address? Well, the problem exists just as you said, because, uh, well, first of all, there's 60, there's at least 60,000 rangers out there somewhere. And we know collectively between the groups we probably can account for about 10 percent of that we probably know maybe six to ten thousand max uh as far as membership roles and all that stuff and so we want to continue uh the outreach program and we want to continue to help what you guys are doing and new program development in addition uh, we run the ranger assistance fund which is yeah, let's let's go let's go right to the ground level though. Because why do those other organizations or programs or ranger assistance funds why do they have to exist? 
Well, we're because because we, rangers <laughs> sometimes can be not heads and they don't ask for help when they need it, right? Yeah, that's and a no, story. They're, they're individuals that are taught to solve their own problems. They're they're macho types. They're type A personalities. They don't like to reach out for help. They don't like to admit weakness. And and because of that, some of them end up getting into financial trouble or relationship trouble or, or substance abuse trouble. And so we've got to have these programs so that number one, we can be proactive and preventive and educate them and prevent that stuff from happening by keeping them connected and not allowing them to isolate. Right. Absolutely. And then, and then those that we run into that have gotten themselves so far down the road because they never asked for help that now they're on the verge of being homeless or, and then need to go into a treatment facility for substance abuse, we've got to be able to pay for that. And it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and there are very few, especially if you're, and then I'll shut up in a second and let you talk, but, but there are very few organizations that help out older veterans, period, right? Because some of the biggest organizations that are out there right now are only 9-11 veterans. So there are veterans, the VA says that more than half, maybe 65% of the daily veteran suicides are veterans over the age of 50. Yeah, and there are very few programs that address those things. So, the so what you're doing is awesome. But I wanted to get out there and say this is why people need to support it, because the, the Rangers need to be able to when they go home, they need to transition a lives full of purpose and hope. They need to be contributors to the community and not be be the old grumpy guy that drinks himself to death. That's exactly correct. And I can tell you, I've lived a long time now, and uh, you go out in life and live it. And especially with our kind of personalities where we think we can do anything, anytime, anywhere. And uh, you eventually get knocked on your ass. And if you keep doing it, you get knocked on your ass more than once. And unless you got a ranger buddy there to help you up with that 85 pound rucksack strapped to your back, you know, it it gets hard. So it's these. Yeah. There's something else I want to, I want to bring up real quick. And that's mentality of a ranger because when, uh, you know, the, however many Rangers there are in a Ranger battalion, let's say 850,000 yep. um, times three Ranger battalions, there's only one uh, Regimental Sergeant Major, right? There's only one RSM. But right. if you're an enlisted Ranger and you don't become the RSM, then you've like failed at your Ranger career, right? So, I mean, that's maybe exaggerating a little bit, but if you leave because of an injury or you screwed up or something happened that becomes a failure that is very personal and it it can poison the rest of your life right and so we can't let those guys and now women we can't let them go into civilian lives where they're not connected because when you're not connected and you don't have a ranger buddy that kicks your butt and and make sure that you're doing the right things then bad things can happen well, I got out and uh, I got involved in my civilian career and sort of lost contact with everybody. And we didn't have these associations and, you know, we didn't have the Internet and the Facebook and all the all the ways to stay connected. And, uh, you know, I just lost touch. And my one one of my children said, you know, you got you got a lot of acquaintances, but you don't have any damn friends, you know, and uh, true story. So. He made the moves to start finding my old ranger buddies and get me reconnected and uh, make, it's been very good for me. So, 
being part of the communities, uh, it's special. And, uh, and it's something that, uh, yeah, you, you can't, you, you can't be away from it. You got to be part of it no matter how long ago you got out. We need you to come back in. So what do you, you need know, for, for this I, event? Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I just wanted to say, you know, I've been, I've had the, the, uh, privilege of being able to be involved with all the operational units pretty heavily now, uh, since I've been the vice president of the Ranger Association and, uh, these guys are their operational tempo. I mean, if they're not r rotated out, they are training to be rotated out. And that's been 17 years now. They're nonstop. You know, I talked to guys that have had 14 to 20 deployments and all they know, all they know is that yeah. life. And, uh, unless we help them make a, a good smooth transition into the civilian world, uh, you know, they, they are subject to have trouble. Not that everyone will, but there will be people that, you know, just don't want to deal with it and don't want to put up with the bullshit and a, a boss and various things. Pardon my language. <laughs> We're well, you know, podcasting. you're a ranger for life, but you can't ranger forever. <laughs> exactly. And, and when the time comes that you can't ranger on, then it's time to move to a different phase of life. But now you can ranger on in your own, in your civilian community because you can be a leader there. <clears throat> and that's, that's the one, one of the things that's been missing from, uh, from our focus on ranger veteran transition is leadership doesn't stop when, when you leave the regiment, right? Then, then there's an expectation when you get back to Peoria, Illinois, or wherever it is that you're going to call home, you become a leader there and you make your community a better place. You look for things that need to be improved and you make it happen. And Rangers lead the way, period. That, <laughs> absolutely. The rest of your life, the, there's a retired Ranger First Sergeant says leadership's a life sentence. Yeah. And, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't walk away from it. The, the country has invested too much in you. You're too much of a, of a com continuing valuable asset for the country to, uh, and, and, to not. And what, what you've leave. gained from doing it is the greatest foundation for life that anyone could ever have. It is it is rock solid foundation. If you use the resources, use the skills and, and stay connected and keep supporting people and asking for their support. It's a, you know, a ranger buddies are ranger buddies forever, man. You know, you gotta, you, that's why you have a ranger buddy. So they got your back, you know? So it's very okay, important. So stuff. back to your event. How do, how do people find out about it? All right, so it's on. Where do you go? The name of the website is veteransappreciationday.org, and everything's there. It's a. Uh, if I did anything right, <laughs> the whole thing, the website's very good. So, uh, it's very and, informational. Uh, Facebook page? Yeah, it's. We have do have a Facebook page. I can't tell you the name of it, but it's there's a link on the website to it. And, I'm looking and, at your flyer. It says uh, it's on point 1.1. Yes. On one point one. one. Yep. Okay. That's so right. uh, veterans appreciation day.org and on Facebook, it's on point one dot one or one point one, but it's a, yep. it's a period symbol, right? So on point one period one, uh, go check it out. And if you're able to go out to this event, man, I wish I could. I'm so committed veterans day weekend already. But uh, I would be there, especially for the bike ride. So I'm going to have to next year. Uh, you're planning on doing this again next year, right? 
Yeah, this is the first. This is the first annual of these events. So uh, the first annual, love it. It's uh, it. We plan to repeat it, and not only repeat it here in Dahlonega, but set up a template where we can pass it on to other people in other cities to just be able to duplicate the effort with and know exactly how to execute. So, um, and we we still need golfers, and we need uh, we need cyclists, and we need runners because all those things. Uh, you know, or just people are happy to pay a registration fee as a contribution to to the ranger program. Yeah, this is and for anybody. This is not. This is not, We're not just asking a bunch of rangers to come out. We're no, it's everybody, anybody, right? That want to come out for a great weekend music to, to all their uh, thing. Put the word out to, to all their social media stuff and just round up as many people as we can to participate and. Um, we, and we'll take donations. We can, we'll take a five dollar donation on the website. It doesn't matter. We're uh, and this and this is not too far from North Atlanta. It's sixty miles north of downtown Atlanta. Uh, it's like twenty miles north of Metro Atlanta. And right, yeah, so there you go. So especially if you're in the if you're in the Atlanta area, get out there. Well, Art, man, thank you for uh, what you're doing. And thank you for what you're doing with Gallant Few and the Derby Project and everything else you do. And uh, you're greatly appreciated. Well, all right, Rangers, lead the way. All the way. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. Bye.